Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I'm Victoria Garrick, former Division I athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. Welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm Taylor, and I'm in a full-blown panic attack because um, the next time you hear me on this podcast, I will be 40 years old. I'm having a hard time with this birthday. Last year was my magical birthday. It's February 22nd, so last year it was 2-22-22, which a According to numerology, is like a magical birthday. And then I didn't know this, but my bestie Stasi, her favorite number is 22. And she like lost her mind when she realized that I had a magical birthday. And then she put all this fucking pressure on me. And she's like, You have to have the best fucking birthday ever. This is a magical birthday. You're going to set your intentions for the rest of your life. And so I started to fucking panic. You know, it's like, it's like on New Year's Eve. Like if you don't start off the new year with like all your intentions in place and your manifestation crystals ready to go and all your stage to light on fire. Like, how will you ever have a good year? So my wife, <laughs> literally the fact that we're still together, we didn't get divorced over this birthday is le miracle. So I wanted to go away again, just the two of us. But, you know, we're trying to have a baby. And so Tay's levels were low. So the doctors were like, you should probably like do your egg retrieval as soon as possible. So the thing with egg retrieval is it's not like a precise exact science. It's more of just like your body is in the driver's seat and controls the journey. So they scheduled Tay to like start the medication at the beginning of February. And then they were like saying that her egg retrieval would be around February 17th. But like with the egg retrievals, like when you're like taking the medications and going to the doctor, you're literally like shackled to the doctor's office. So like you can't go anywhere um, because it's like depending on your levels, they might want to like speed up the retrieval or maybe the retrieval is going to take even longer. It's like it's not an exact science. So you're just kind of like you just have to be on call available for like that entire month. and like. If you think that I wasn't spit nails angry, that this baby, this baby doesn't even technically exist yet, okay? And it's already starting to steal my 40th birthday. It's stealing 
one of the biggest birthdays you ever get. You get 21, you get 40, and then you like kind of get 50, I guess. But like, that's kind of it. No one gives a shit about any other birthdays. My 40th was completely hijacked by my unborn child, and I'm so mad at it. How dare I knew it? It's going to come in. It's going to steal my wife. It's going to steal my breasts. And it's going to steal all my money. And it's going to take all the attention away from me. So my point is I wasn't in a very good headspace. So I wanted to go on a vacation. But like we couldn't really plan a vacation because the egg retrieval. So then I'm like, fuck it. I don't want to do anything for my birthday. And he's like, you have to. It's your 40th. And I'm like, yeah, which you and our baby stole. You're already hanging up against me. I'm such a fucking asshole. I'm such a spoiled brat. God, give me a kid ASAP so I know it's not fucking all about me. I'm exhausted from me too, guys. I just want to let you know. Oh, my brain is my worst enemy, especially 3 a.m. My brain literally is a terrorist attack on my soul. Okay. Sorry, I'm like, I like, it wasn't like a real cry, but like there are tears streaming down my face and my nose is running. Pardon me, let me clean myself up. So Tay was like, let me plan a party for you, which is a very, very dangerous place to put herself because I, I don't, I can't, I can never satisfy myself. So you bet your ass nobody else can ever satisfy me. Like I am unsatisfiable, especially when it comes to like bigger events that are surrounded around celebrating me. So Tay was like, okay, we're going to like, I'm going to plan a party for you where it's going to be friends, going to be family. And I was like, I don't want like a super huge party because that stresses me out in there. It's expensive. And like also overlapping people stresses me out like crazy and then also like oh have you ever had like a big birthday party I had a big birthday party for my 30th I also my first wedding was like a big wedding like 180 people and what you end up doing is on your special day your special day all you do is fucking talk to a gajillion people you can barely get a morsel of food you can't even get a drink you can't have a fucking second to yourself it's like complete and total punishment I I mean, listen, I'm sure there's some people that enjoy their birthdays, but I am not one of them. Like, I just, it's not the vibe to be like making small talk. Like, I don't like to be the bell of the ball because then all eyes are on you. And it's like, if you don't talk to your Aunt Susan for like fucking, you know, five minutes, she's going to be mad at you forever. It's just, it's too much pressure. So I was like, I don't want a big party. She was like, fine, just really close friends and family. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it at the, the apartment. Like, the apartment's so fucking cool. We'll do, like, a fabulous, like, macho dinner party. So Tay's like, okay, we're on board. So we were talking about it, like, a month ago. And I was like, so what's going on? Because she's kind of keeping me in the dark about it. And she was like, so everybody's going to come on the weekend. And I was like, okay, no one's staying with us. She's like, no one's staying with us. I'm like, check. Because it's like, having house guests, that is not living my best life on my birthday. I mean, I love my family and everything. But give me a fucking break. So then I was like, yeah, so we should like start at like eight o'clock at night. We should get a caterer. And she was like, eight o'clock at night. Hey, we're starting it at 445. And I'm like, what? So she was like, yeah, we've got family coming into town. And like there's, you know, they've got their kids. And I'm like, wait a second. You're inviting children to my birthday party? So like I knew I wanted to see my niece Scarlett because I'm like a fucking obsessed with her. But like I wanted to like see her for five minutes and then have my sister and brother-in-law hire a babysitter and then have her go back to the hotel. Is that too much to ask for? Oh my God. So I was like, first of all, Scarlett is allowed, but you mean all the other nieces and nephews are coming too? Like I love them, but like this is not how I saw me living my best 40th birthday. You know, like I wanted to be like chic and elegant and rich. I want caviar. Like, these are the words I'm using. 
and Tay's like, it starts at 445, suck my fucking butt. So I was, I cried. <laughs> I burst into tears. I don't know how she like truly is with me. I am such a fucking emotional basket case. I am so, I am such a basket case. I am so unhinged. I am so keyed into my feelings. Like it is nonstop with me. I guess I'm pretty cute because I don't know how she puts up with it. I can barely put up with it and I have to live inside of it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like sobbing and I'm like, just cancel it. So we literally spent an entire therapy session. Yes, a therapy session on what Taylor wants to do for a birthday. Dude, I need to get a fucking life. But we had a therapy session. And so we decided on a happy medium. So Tay is throwing me a dinner party next Wednesday. The 22nd is my birthday. But obviously, like, family and some friends can't make it because it's the fucking middle of the week. So we're doing, like, um, a, a dinner party with, like, local pals, tasting the whole thing up. I'm really, like, totally blind to it. Stassi and Bo are flying in because <laughs> they fucking owe me. Uh, I'm kidding. No, but they were like, you guys have... You guys always come out to L.A. You guys like literally went halfway around the world for a wedding. Like we want to be here for your 40th. It's a big fucking deal. So Stassi and Bo are coming. And aside from that, I'm not quite sure like what it's going to entail. Are we going to a restaurant? Are we going to stay here with the caterer? I'm not 100% sure. Tay's handling all of the details. But that's what we're doing. And then we're going to do like um, a family thing in the weekend with like nieces and nephews. Because like, yeah, I do love the kids too. I just didn't want like the whole, my whole birthday to be like, fucking family get together it's like i just wanted to feel a little bit more special and chic and like elevated and elegant than just like you know eating fucking subs from jersey mike's on a saturday afternoon so that's the plan i mean i'm me so i'm obviously a little bit stressed out but um i'm like i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be like a vibe i think it's gonna be chic i think it's gonna be fun and so like i actually am like looking forward to it and and tay was saying like you are surrounded by so many people that love you. So then just to like run off with me for your birthday and not like celebrate with people that love you and want to celebrate you, like let people celebrate you. Like you're very loved, like feel how that feels. And this year, like I'm really fixated on trying to like celebrate myself more. And I feel like maybe I don't want birthday parties because like I have this like deep dark thing where like I like don't feel like I deserve to be celebrated. So we're going to give it a shot on my 40th. We're going to give it a shot. But so like I'm doing a lot to get ready for my 40th, right? Because I really want to, I need to feel my best going into my 40th. I was gonna, I'm, so I have like the skinny shots that everybody is like hating on, the semi-glutide cocktail, but they have yet to come in. They like take a minute because everything's so freaking backed up. So I want to be 10 pounds lighter already, but I am not. But like, if you can't tone it, tan it, right? So I'm going to get myself a spray tan. Girl's going to get herself some lashes. Um, I'm definitely going to get glam day of my birthday on Wednesday. I'm going to do like full fucking housewife level hair, makeup. Like we're talking wedding Tay-Tay. Like that's, I'm going that in. I have a couple of really cute outfits. Like I'm putting my best foot forward because I need to feel like my most fabulous self. But I'm like waiting to like, you know, beginning of next week to do all those things because they're very temporary. Basically, I just need to like, make myself into a fake version of myself in order to feel good about myself. Super healthy mentally. That's self-love, everybody. So, but like, I've realized it's like really important to me to like feel my best and look my best for my big day. A bitch flew home to Boston to get her Botox. Like, I've been taking the necessary steps. And you know what happens when you plan things? God laughs. That's what happens. 
And God didn't even just laugh. He like took a big shard in my face because when I was home in Boston, I went out to lunch last week with my mom and my sister. Now, I had a really rough week before I went on my trip to Boston. Work was crazy. I also had a friend that was in a really bad accident. She's doing really well now. When it rains, it fucking pours. Like there's so many weeks where there's like nothing going on. Of course, it's like my craziest work week. I happen to also be traveling in the middle of the week. My wife's doing fertility. And then like one of my besties like gets seriously injured. You know when you're just like so stressed and you just know that like there is no light at the end of the tunnel. So you're just like an open nerve ending. And so you're just kind of like, I'm in survival mode. Like I can't be bothered to put mascara on. I certainly can't put on foundation. I can barely run a brush through my hair. And I'm going to wear sweatpants like I'm Tim Allen in the Santa Claus like every single day that I'm here because like it doesn't fucking matter. So I was like, I just want to like state for the record, I was not putting my best foot forward. She was just barely brushing her teeth, certainly not showering. So I'm aware I didn't look great, okay? But it doesn't matter because what happened, there's still literally no excuse for it. Fucked up my brain so bad. Basically, like, I just felt like I was running around like a crazy person, like a chick with my head cut off, like, for, like, an entire week straight, okay? And the Friday that I was leaving my parents was no different, okay? I woke up really early. My, I went out to dinner with my parents the night before, so I was kind of, like, a little bit hungover. I also stayed up till, like, 2 in the fucking morning on Instagram. I don't even post on Instagram. What the fuck was I doing until 2 in the morning? I don't know. So, like, I didn't get a great night's sleep. I had a couple drinks, so I was, like, kind of feeling that. I was, like, a little bit hungover, and I had to get up and work. And this is the thing with me too. See, the thing about me is I love to literally fill my day up so much that like I am in a full-blown panic attack the whole time. So I like record the Taylor Strecker show. I recorded something with my mom. Like, and like the recordings were just like hitting into each other. And so my mom and I, because we knew we were going to meet my friend Chris for drinks, I was like, I don't think that you should drive into the city because I don't want you to even have like one or two drinks and drive, especially home alone all the way from Boston. So we decided to take the train in from my town into the city, which is like a perfect plan. However, I like literally finished wrapping my recordings with like 12 minutes to spare to get to the train station. So we were like running, 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 running. I was like getting dressed in the car. That's like how last minute was. We had like six minutes to get to the train station, park the car, run to the platform. Like we were unwell. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Pros. Listen, there's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care, and that's because your hair and your hair goals are completely unique to, yes, you. Think about it. It's like, right? We all have different needs, so why are we all buying the same shampoo? So my biggest struggle is my hair has been getting kind of greasy quickly. I think it's because I'm turning a certain age I don't want to talk about. I want big, huge hair and volume has always been a struggle for me. But now, thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can say my hair's never been more voluminous. So yeah, like I said, pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal to you. Using natural ingredients with proven results, pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoos to supplements. They run the gamut. So first things first, pros starts by asking you about your hair goals, right? So like for me, I was like, volume, volume, more volume. And then they have this in-depth consultation that really gets to know you as a person. So it's a quiz, super quick. But they asked me questions that I was like, oh my God, I've never thought of that. Like, for example, they ask about your workout routine, your eating habits, the length of your hair, like that matters for what you need. But then the one that really blew my mind was zip code. Because think about it, air quality, water quality, like it's so, there's so much that goes behind great hair care. And I never like realized it before I started using pros. So then after I'm done with my quiz, then pros analyzed all my answers and then they handpick 
clean ingredients to help me with my hair goals. So I have a pre-shampoo mask that's really good with like length and treatment and replenishing. So it like brings my hairs back to life. And then my shampoo, it's smooth and vibrant. Okay. It's like focusing on that. And it's got um, sleekness for my length because I got, I'm a long hair girly. And then the conditioner is what really gives me the one-two punch. You know what I'm saying? It's enhancing my shine, but also volume building, baby. That's what I'm looking for. As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. Pros is amazing. And if you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care you've had. They will take the products back, no questions asked. That's when you know it's the good good. Pros is the key to achieving all your hair goals this year. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash Taylor. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R, Taylor, for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And now back to the podcast. But we made it. But we made it. But when we got there, like, I mean, I had my suitcase. I had like my bag with all my shit just like randomly thrown in there. I was just like praying to the gods that I like didn't leave anything important. So I was like collecting myself in the train. And my mom like looks super cute like she always does. Because like, and I mean, I had not, my hair was like a day old dirty. I did not look great. Okay. I know I didn't look great. I know I didn't. And my mom was like, Oh, don't worry. You can just put makeup on in the train. But then when we got on the train, you just know when you're just like, I just like can't. Uh. And I'm like, what do I care? I'm with my mom. I'm with my sister. Yes, we are going to the Palm, which is like actually a really nice restaurant. So I was like, no, guys, I'm telling you, I had on gray sweatpants, like old man Hanes sweatpants and like my gray inside out favorite gray sweatshirt. Like I with like high top sneakers on. And like a jacket. So it's it's like it's like New York City, like running errand chic, but like not like, you know, when you're in an outfit and you like can't get up and go to the bathroom because like you need your jacket to make the outfit make sense. That's like the type of outfit that I was wearing. Like so like it looks really cool with the jacket, but like so unflattering with the jacket off. So I like proceed to get myself a UTI because like I refuse to go to the bathroom in the middle of lunch because it's like too weird to put a coat on to go to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? This is how I live my life. But again, I'm with my mom, my sister, like, what the fuck do I care? And then, like, we're going to go to, like, some, like, dark bar with my friend Chris. And, like, he loves me no matter what. He says I'm hot even when I look like a hideous beast. So it's like, I'm, and then I'm going to go to the airport. And I'm going to go home my wife. And, like, just leave me alone, world. And this is the thing, like, I am vain, but, like, I'm not vain. I was brought up in Massachusetts. And Massachusetts is, like, we just, like, don't learn how to put our makeup on. Like, Tay, it's so funny because Philly is the Northeast, but, like, it's close enough to the Mason-Dixon line, I feel like. Like, the South, where it's, like girls are just like a little bit more, I don't know, makeup-y and girly. Like, it's like a total, like, New England girls are so crunchy. Like, my mom grew up in Florida, and when she came here, she was like, oh, my God. Like, no one even tries. No one, like, brushes their hair, does their makeup. Like, God, doesn't, like, 
don't any of these women have any self-respect? And, you know, I mean, the thing I will say, too, though, is my mom's not, like, a makeup girly, okay? Like, like her hair dries straight, so, like, she never taught me how to, like, give herself a blowout. She never wears foundation because she's always fucking naturally tan and beautiful. Oh, I swear when people meet my mom, they're like, that's your mom? And I know what you fucking mean. You mean, why don't you look more like her? And it hurts. It hurts. And then I went out and I married, like, a carbon copy of my mom. I should have just, like, married some troll that lives under a bridge. And I could have been the guaranteed hot one in the relationship. I'll say this too. And this is obnoxious, but I'll say it. I was like a naturally pretty little kid, right? Like I was like cute when I, I was cute. I was cute. So like my mom put me in like cute outfits and always a fucking headband with a bow. But like I wasn't like needing makeup. And then by the time I went to high school, I went to all girl Catholic school. It like, even if you put makeup on, it like repels off your body. Like walking into the doors of an all girl Catholic school is like walking into a package of Neutrogena makeup wipes, okay? Like, even if you have it on, it wipes off your face. And it was like, no one was, no, none of us tried when we were in school. It was all girls. And I didn't realize I was a lesbian yet. So it was just like, what did we care what we looked like? It was all about like sports and academics. Oh, man. But like, I, I was the kind of girl that like, I put makeup on for the weekends, right? That was my vibe. I would try like two days out of the week. And even in college, I remember, like, I would go to class looking like the Tasmanian devil. I did not give a fuck. That's a Catholic high school girl in me. And, like, a part of me likes about myself because it's like, I'm so confident I can walk out the door. I'm like, I don't give a shit how I look. But then, like, I actually looked horrible. And, like, I wasn't putting my best foot forward whatsoever, even, like, trying a little bit. So that's not the greatest thing in the world. You know, I'm stuck. Like, I'm, like, proud of myself and then also, like, simultaneously horrified. So... I remember like on the, but again, like when we would go out at night, like I would like, you know, put my cute outfits on. I had a toy little Tommy. I would, you know, I wouldn't like blow dry my hair, but like I would put makeup on and stuff like that. I put some fucking sparkles on my eyelids. You know what I'm talking about? And I remember I had this friend, this guy friend in college. And I was like out one night, we were at a party and I was like flirting with this guy. And he's like, bro, you should see what she looks like in the daytime. <laughs> and I was like, I will fucking kill you. But it also facts like touche. He is spitting the truth like yeah he's right I look horrible during the day I don't care but again like that was my vibe like yeah I can be pretty but like I can also just be myself so that was kind of how I always was I moved to New York New York's not really a makeup-y town New York's to like be super fucking skinny and like date a guy who's rich enough to take you away all the time so you're like perpetually tan check check but like, yeah, like I didn't really, I mean, I didn't even wear makeup like when I went to Sirius, which is kind of crazy because I was like taking pictures with the celebrities and stuff. Like, and my mom would call me and be like, please, please, for the love of God, put one swipe of mascara through a lash. I am begging you. So like my mom wasn't pressury with makeup, but she was always like, Tay, you could try a little bit. Like you're a beautiful girl, but like if you just try a little 1%, 1% more, you know, you're standing next to fucking Paris Hilton. You think that you're better than having any mascara? Like. I mean, honey, I'm all, I'm here for you being comfortable in your skin, but give me a break. So I, you know, I, I maybe started wearing a little bit more then. And then like I started booking like more like, you know, TV stuff. So I had to be on camera and like you have to have full makeup and glam when you go on camera. So I guess like, but I, oh, but I only saw it for like special occasion. Like I never in a million years where I like wake up and like blow out my hair. I don't even fucking know how to. I honestly, to this day, I still don't know how to. But I'm realizing the older I get, I need to put way more effort forth. So a bitch in her year of 40, she's going to learn how to finally put on a goddamn lash strip. I'm scared. 
but I'm going to learn how to do it. But when I met my tailor, like she's a lesbian, like, right? So you wouldn't like automatically think lesbian makeup. But like when I tell you Tay and I, when we first got together, she never not had makeup on. Like even if she was going to the gym, she put makeup on. And I'm like, this is so crazy to me. But it's kind of like a Southern girl thing. Or like even though Philadelphia, like Tay was like, I would never go out of my house without makeup on. Like, are you kidding me? I wouldn't even walk downstairs in my own home without putting makeup on. And so I do think it's like a cultural, well, I I think it's like a regional thing. So the Boston girl in me just doesn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So I'm at this lunch with my mom and my sister. It's my family. And then my sister's like, hey, do you guys want to come upstairs and see my office? Because she like works at this like, I mean, she works in this gorgeous fucking building. I mean, the Palm restaurant is in the building. So obviously it's spectacular. She's like, I want you guys to come up and see where I work and like, you know, see the view and all this stuff. So we're like, yeah, absolutely. So and like, listen, I, at this point now, we were at lunch. I had like a martini. So I'm like, you know, I mean, I remember Luann Deliceps, my role model. <laughs> no, but I remember so vividly Luann saying like when she was starting to not drink. And like, I think the bitch is drinking now. so like, whatevs. But um, she would say that a friend of hers said like, Luann, you're such a beautiful woman. But when you drink, like you actually like turn into a hideous monster. And... I think she's Luann's always attractive, but like, I get it. Like, you know, even after like one drink, you can like see it on someone's face a little bit. So I'm like, oh God, I've had a drink. I have literally, nary, nary a stitch of makeup on. My hair is like fine, but like she could have used uh, a shampoo, if you know what I mean. The outfit is cray, but whatever. I'm just going to go meet my sister's coworkers. And like, she's my baby sister. I'd probably, like, I guess I'm just automatically like, she's my baby sister. Everyone's going to think I'm fabulous and love me the way that she does. So we go up. And of course, like, let's just be clear. My mom always looks cute as a button. You know, she doesn't really have to do a lot to look great. But like, but she puts that like effort forth, whatever minimal effort she has to. And she's got like a really cute outfit on. You know, her hair's fresh and washed. What a concept. You know, she's blonde. She's got her perfect haircut. I recently got a haircut. It kind of looks crazy. Um, So, I mean, Babsy's bringing it. That's what I'm going to say. She's always fucking tan. I don't know how. She lives in Massachusetts. She lives in the northeast like the rest of us, but... Somehow she always gets her tan on. She she called me recently like, what's a spray tan? So I'm like, how have you been looking like this my whole life? It's not fair. I love having a beautiful mom, but it's also like, so annoying to have a beautiful mom. So we go upstairs and we walk in and there's a woman sitting at the receptionist desk. And like Paige like lights right up and she's like, oh my God, you have to meet my friend. She's the best. Um, She's like, you know, she makes me so happy when I walk in here. She's so smiley and she's like my girl. She like takes care of me. And you can tell that this receptionist loves Paige back like so much. Like she's like, oh my God. Um, And she's older, definitely, than Paige. I'm going to say she's probably like, I'm going to guess she's in her 70s. No, I'm just being a mean bitch because what she said to me, um, I just wanted to make her feel bad about how old she was. Ah, no, she's probably in her like 50s or whatever. So, but like I can tell she loves Paige and Paige loves her and I love my sister. So automatically I love this woman for a moment. So Paige is like, hey, so-and-so, this is my mom and my sister. Um, and I just wanted to walk them around, you know, like the office. And so like, we're like making like small chit chat. And my mom says something like, oh, like you clearly make Paige so happy. And like, what a beautiful office and this, that, and the other. And I'm not really saying anything. Cause like I'm drunk and I just don't want to talk because I had a martini at one o'clock in the afternoon and we're small talking, we're chit chatting. And then she looks right at me. So she's like, 
Paige introduces us as my sister and my mom. Then my mom immediately jumps in because my mom, Babsy, she's so fucking friendly and she's like the queen of small talk. So she's like, you know, like chit-chatting with her. And maybe this happened because the receptionist was like, oh, I talked to Paige. I talked to this woman here who's beautiful with blonde hair. Let me now talk to this other woman who's like being a weird, quiet mute. And I like wasn't really trying because I'm an asshole. And so she like was trying. And again, like I know her heart was in the right place. I do not think this person was trying to be malicious whatsoever. But she literally looked at me and she was like, so how does it feel to be a grandmother? What? How does it feel to be a grandmother? You, y'all, I short circuited. I was like, you know, when really traumatic things happen, you like literally block it. I almost feel like I like blocked it. Like I was like, I had to like, I disassociated from my own body and I flew up and uh, lasers came out of my ghost eyes and tried to make her burst into flames. What? How does it feel to be a grandmother? Wait a second. So let me just get this straight. You think I'm my sister Paige's mother and you think that I'm also my mother's mother? I mean, my mom looks good, but shit. Are you fucking kidding me? How does it feel to be a grandmother? And also, you think I look like a grandmother? I mean, to be fair, my mom doesn't even look like a grandmother. And let's get real. Like these days, Kyle Richards, like when you see old pictures of her, Kyle Richards looks like currently the daughter of her former self from the past when she was younger. Like when you see Larsa Pippen, they recently did a flashback on Miami to Larsa like 10 years ago. And it was like, wait, is Larsa from the past actually present day Larsa's grandmother? So like, I understand that like grandmas can look good and young and you bet your fucking ass I'm going to get all the goddamn plastic surgery in the world to look like Larsa Pippen when I'm fucking 50. But Jesus Christ, how does it feel to be a grandma? No cooler words have ever been spoken to me. And like, what a fucking attack. So I'm like, uh, a, a grandma? I'm her sister. And then she's like, uh, she was like more tough-fied. And then she did the thing where she like felt really bad. She's like, no, I feel bad. No, I feel bad. She's like, like your mom. Oh my God, your mom. That's your mom. That's your mom. Your mom looks so good. Oh my God, your mom looks so good. And it's like, yeah, but but so does my mom look so good or do I look so bad? Like I'm Paige's older sister, but like, I don't look like I could be Paige's mother. What? And then she didn't even do the thing where she was like, well, no, I thought that your mom was your sister and you were her mother. <laughs> but you also look so young and good. Like none of that was said. She was just like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it was like the more embarrassed she was, I was like, okay, we get it. I look old as fuck. I'm a gremlin. I'm a creature from the sewer. Fucking walking dead over here. Jeez, what am I, a zombie? This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by HelloFresh. I don't know about you, but I, in my household, am the chef and food shopper. If it was left up to my wife, we'd have cereal every single night or spend our entire life savings on takeout and restaurants. I mean, I love her and she's so fabulous, my wife, but she can't, you guys, she can't even make a frozen pizza. I live in the city. Just getting to the grocery store, I got to take my card out, which is embarrassing. It kills my ego. Go grocery shopping. Also, grocery shopping, annoying, long lines, and it's expensive. But with HelloFresh, I get that restaurant quality with so much ease and convenience, and it's so affordable. Literally, HelloFresh is saving my life. Let it save yours, too. No matter what your lifestyle or meal preference, HelloFresh has recipes that are sure to please everyone at your table. They've got everything from fit and wholesome to veggie, family friendly. You'll always find something even the pickiest eaters will enjoy. 
And what I love is that you can customize and select meals by swapping proteins or sides or even adding protein to a veggie dish. And now you can even upgrade for organic chicken and organic ground beef. And also, like, I'm a pretty good cook, but my God, it takes me like hours to make a dish. Um, And with HelloFresh, it's so quick and efficient because everything is like pre-portioned for you. You have the exact amount that you need. There's no waste. And HelloFresh now has 40 weekly recipes that you get to choose from. So you can say bye-bye to your recipe rut, which we were so in. My wife was like, I'm so sick of the food you're making me. And now I get to treat her to new exciting flavors and recipes every single week. The balsamic tomato and herb chicken with buttery garlic spaghetti. And they have a salmon limon, which is to die for. Here's the thing. I can make salmon, but like I can't make herb couscous with zucchini and tomato. Like literally, you need to get on board if you aren't already. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 65TOT and use my code 65TOT for 65% off plus free shipping like hello savings again go to h-e-l-l-o-f-r-e-s-h.com hellofresh.com slash 65-t-o-t and don't forget use that code 65-t-o-t for 65% off that's incredible plus free shipping hello fresh america's number one meal kit for a reason and now back to the podcast I tried to like shake it off, you know? And she also felt so bad that like I was like, oh, I feel, and I'm such a goddamn empath. I was like, I don't want to make her feel bad for making me feel bad. Then I'm also like, my hair looks like shit. I'm dressed like an old man in a nursing home. Like I have not a stitch of makeup on and I'm like a little drunk. It's really like, maybe I deserve that. Maybe I look like I'm in my mid 60s. So then this is how crazy my brain is and I can't fucking believe I'm admitting this. Oh, at least I know I'm crazy. If I didn't think I was crazy, then that would be like, truly terrifying but no but I really like there was a split second where I got myself like really mad at Paige my sister I like it was a split second okay I fucking let it go really fast because I realized I was being insane yeah but I was like oh my god is that why Paige wanted to come up here so badly for me to see her office did her and the receptionist plan it before my 40th birthday to make me feel bad like literally my sister is the nicest person on the face of the planet she loves me so much like never in a gajillion years but the thought crossed my brain and I found myself getting uh irrationally and insanely angry at my sister so anyway we met like other co-workers nobody else thought I was the grandmother although there was another girl that was quite surprised that my mom was not our sister which listen I'm used to our mom being our sister like I'm used to it I actually love it because I'm like well fuck that's our mama that's our DNA that's our genetics so it's like she looks like our sister I hope to look like my child sister someday like bless and motherfucking believe although as we all know When I brought that to my mom, she said, well, yes, but you've also lived harder than me, which it's like, okay, we know the receptionist thinks I'm a fucking grandma. But like, I am. I'm used to my mom getting the compliment of being my sister. I actually fucking love it. Like, it makes me, I get like a little bit high off the compliment, even though it's for my mom. Because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm cute. She's cute. We're cute. We're sisters. And I'm proud of it. This has gone too far, okay? I cannot now be the grandmother. And my mom is my child. Oh my God. But I will say this. Mama still got it. Because the other day, I'll take the small wins where I can. 
Y'all, I was lower than low after the grandmother comment. So I need a little pep in my step and leave it up to the New York City subway system for Stella to get her groove back. And when you hear how, you will feel sad for me (laughs) because actually, as I'm thinking about the story, it's just so... Like young old me probably would have been horrified by this. So I remember years ago before I like met Debbie Mazar when I did Younger, I interviewed Debbie Mazar at Sirius. And we were talking about, there was like this viral video out about this girl who was walking all over the city and men were catcalling her. And she walked like through every like inch of New York City. And like the catcalling was like aggressive and scary and guys were following her and it was just like crazy. And it was like the day in the life of a woman in New York City, like this is so out of control. And we were talking about it. And Debbie was like, yeah, I get that. But also, she's like, sweetie, I got to tell you, there comes a time where you hit an age where you're like, no one's catcalling me anymore. And it hurts. And I was at the time fucking in my 20s. So I was like, what is she talking about? What is she talking about? Well, guess what? I fucking no, no. Debbie, yes, exactly, queen. It's like, yeah, attention from men is annoying and kind of can feel like a little bit much. But like, guess what feels really bad? When no one even sees you. They look right fucking through you. You, I mean, I, I like walk back and forth around construction sites just trying to get somebody, just trying to get a hit, baby. So I'm on the subway the other day and I walk into a subway car. It's pretty full. And as an, any good New Yorker knows, when a subway car, okay, there's a couple of rules and I'm going to share them with you guys in case you're visiting New York and you decide to be brave enough to navigate the uh, subway system in Manhattan. But in the summertime, if there is a subway cart that is empty, it can it's going to mean one of two things, okay? It could potentially mean that the AC is out, which is like, yeah, nobody wants to sit in a hot-ass car. But also, when you walk into a subway in the summer and it's empty and there is pumping AC in it, run for your goddamn life because something horrific is going on in that car. Either somebody has set up a home there. Uh, There was one time where I went into an empty subway car with AC in the summer and realized there was a woman standing in the corner throwing, she had a big bag of cans, throwing cans at everybody that was in the subway car. I was one of them. It was not fun. And then I, the second we got to a next stop, I ran out of the car and ran to the next one. And the next one was packed and it had no AC in it. And it's like, Exactly. Because that's how bad the AC one is. Like, we'll all sweat in here together on top of each other. But crazy shit goes on in the subway. Like, I've been screamed at by a stranger in my face. I've been goosed on the subway. I mean, the subway is the wild, wild fucking west. So after like a decade of riding the subway, you learn all the tips and tricks. But, uh, you know, I'm almost fucking 40 now. So I'm having hot flashes, perimenopausal bitches. And in the winter, it's like worse because you have your jacket on but then like you go into a subway car and it's like not it's like not cold and you're like running around and walking over so you're like so hot so I I like to believe I was in the midst of like a true hot flash and my brain momentarily combusted I forgot the rules of the subway so walk in a subway car it's really crowded like people standing up everywhere like that's when you know a subway car is crowded but there were like a handful of seats available I should have known better Something wrong has happened there or something wrong is going on there or is about to happen there. Like, I fucking know better. But I was sweating and I was clumped. So I said, I'm sitting in the seat. So what was happening was there was like two empty seats and there was a guy sitting in a seat, okay? This like big dude. 
Um, but he looked like you can usually size somebody up pretty well. New, York, New Yorkers get really good at sizing people up. Like, are you a threat to my personal like person or like, you know, are you going to scream at me? Am I in danger? It's like there's all these different, you know, things, checklists that you go through, mental checklists in your head real quick. But you got to work fast, you know, because those seats are going to get taken, potentially, unless everybody in the car knows better. So two seats, then there was a guy. He looked relatively normal, relatively speaking. It's New York City. He didn't look like a threat or a danger, okay? He had, like, clean clothes on. He looked, like, freshly showered, better than I can say for myself half the time. And then I saw a girl go and sit right next to him. And she looked like she, like, didn't just get into the car. Like she, So I was like, I think this is a safe space. So I go to sit in the seat, and actually there was, like, a guy standing that was kind of blocking me, and I was kind of being a bitch about it. Like, dude, move. And now in retrospect, I think he was actually trying to protect me. I think that he was actually, like, a chivalrous knight of the subway system. And sir, not all heroes wear capes. But, like, that day you were, and I am sorry I was a biznage. And I, I, like, did, like, the equivalent of, like, an eye roll, like, with my voice. You know, you're like, ah, like that, like, visceral gruddle in the back of your neck that signals to a man like I'm about to fucking snap move out of my way Lord is just trying to protect me so I push past him I sit down but I sit I put one seat okay in between me and this guy because I'm like ah you never know and then there's another girl standing and he this guy looks at this girl and he says now we're moving the subway's moving and he says to this girl oh do would you like to sit and she's like oh okay yeah thanks So there's a girl next to him. There's an empty seat next to me. And so I'm like, oh, good. This girl's going to come sit next to me. Fucking buffa. Plus, this guy seems like a good dude. Like, what a gentleman. Chivalry is alive and well in the New York City subway system. And what he ends up doing is he ends up squishing next to me. Uh, Now my heart's, like, beating out of my chest. I'm like, fuck, this is a bad sign. And let's not forget now, he's sandwiched between... Two young, lovely ladies, which is a pervert's dream. Oh, I'm sorry. The subway doors had not closed yet. Yeah, this is an important detail because if they were open, I would have run. <laughs> so she sits next to him. I'm next to him. The door, he seems, okay. The doors close. The subway moves. And the second the doors are closed and the subway is moving, he starts going like this. He just does one. So I'm like, okay, maybe he's having a hard day. I understand that. He just he just does this out of nowhere. Oh Lord. <laughs> now, I've again some of my favorite characters in the subway. There's like a lot of like religious people that come on these just like screaming about Jesus. They start screaming about God. So I'm like, is this going to be one of like the Jesus guys? Like an oh Lord, like oh Lord. And then they start to like say the Our Father. They start to say prayers. Sometimes they like get up on their face and they're like, do you believe in your life? Do you believe in the Lord, the Christ, your Savior? And you're like, I'm like, God, I taught CCD. Leave me alone. So I was like, okay, maybe he's one of these religious guys, which also like, let's be clear. It's very scary. Like you don't want to be standing next to Jesus, man. But, you know, there's like religion attached to it. So like, I don't know, maybe like a little bit safer. But he just lets out one. And I thought to myself, okay, sometimes we all have hard days, right? Like I'm hot. I'm sweating. You know what, sir? Yeah, I'm with you. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. But then it starts again. And then it's like this. Oh, Lord. (sighs) I'm like, oh, my God. And now he's, like, speaking it up. And he just keeps, like, he's wailing. He's screaming. Like, one, oh, Lord, and exacerbated, oh, Lord. I get it. We all feel you, sir, on the subway system. But, like, over and over again, 
So then it's like, but then he's like, he's making it like almost like <laughs> he's giving us some variety. He's giving us a poo-poo platter, if you will, of oh lords. So the first one's like, oh lord. I feel that one. Then the next one's like, oh lord. And then it's like, oh lord. And then it starts, you guys, to get like really sexual, which is the scariest way it's going to go, right? I'd rather him like throwing a Bible in my face than like, like, oh, Lord, from a biblical sense. I'm not loving it, but I'll take it. Oh, Lord, like, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, like an orgasm, oh, Lord. Oh, so then he's like, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. I know better. You keep your eyes forward when it's happening. You have your AirPods in. And even though you can hear him through it, you act like you don't even know he's there. Because these creeps, these pervs, they're doing it for attention. They're doing it for the reaction. Like, I one time had a guy scream in my face in the subway, and I, like, acted like it wasn't happening. He was spittling all over me. And I was just like, not happening, not happening. I am not of my body right now. I am floating above myself. Just look forward. You just, that's all you can do. Cause you react, you're fucking done. But I did the thing. <laughs> I felt so scared when he was sitting right next to me. And so, and he was patting the puss, not mine. <laughs> not mine. He was, he was like rubbing his weenie area. Now I didn't see a penis. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't out of the pants. The zipper was open, so who knows what was... Oh, Lord! So who knows what was going on? But I did not see a penis, okay? I did not see a penis. But he was definitely touching himself over his pants. He was dry humping himself. Oh, my God. And he, I don't know. I don't know if he saw me looking, because, you know, they're always looking for reaction. But then, like, I looked right up to his face, and he was staring me dead in the eyes like lovers do. And he gave me... A mischievous smile, I would say, whilst being creeped out beyond belief and truly scared for my physical safety. A little voice inside my almost 40-year-old head said to me, you still got it, girl. <laughs> I was complimented. He chose me out of all the pretty New York City girls on the subway. He chose me. Um, yeah, you guys don't let's not forget he moved, he specifically moved next to me. So I just want to tell you that I still got it. And um, so take that receptionist who thinks I'm my mom's mom, who thinks I'm the grandma of the group. How does it feel to be a grandma? Well, old men still want to jerk off next to me. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it, lady. Anyway, that's it for us this week. Another unhinged solo episode with moi. I know. Are you guys like scared when you see solo? Or are you like, oh, no, I can't. No, no, no. Not today. Next week should be an interesting one because um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm like, I might not yet be 40 when I record next week's episode. Um, but I might be. You never know. So uh, just get ready for another really unwell girl episode next week as well. Um, but yeah, that's it for us this week, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to my crazy ass. And you know, I always say it, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. When we say subscribe, we mean when you go to listen to an episode, 
if you go to the upper right-hand corner, there's like three dots. And when you click on it, it will say follow. That's what we mean when we say subscribe. So technically, it's like follow the podcast, uh, but it's subscribing to it. Whatever. I'm going to the minutia of it. So rate, review, and subscribe. Five stars, please. It's almost my freaking birthday. And I mean, honestly, I know whenever I have to write something, I get like so overwhelmed. Just like give me, give me an HGH. Give me a hey girl, hey. Like any of the above will work. You can even write like she's 40. I'll even take that. And if you love what we do here, please make sure to check out my Patreon. It's a daily show of this craziness. I have a cast of phenomenal, fabulous co-hosts. It's called The Taylor Strucker Show. And it's a daily show Monday through Friday. All's the content. If so, if you need more of your crazy ass girl, that is the place to go. And one last thing, please. I have a birthday wish, okay? I know I'm the world's worst influencer, but if you could please just give me a follow on the gram, it would mean the one to me. At Taylor Strecker, if you don't already follow me, what are you doing? Follow me, please. And I am trying so hard to break 100,000 followers. And so I figure, why not shamelessly beg you guys as a birthday gift to me to help me get there? Help me get to 100K. Help me cross the threshold. I am an old woman, please. Make my last dying wish come true. I don't care how you do it. I don't care if you create a fucking bot, a Finsta account. I don't care if you steal all your family members' phones and, you've, and you make them follow me. You can even do like a follow and a mute. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I don't want them unfollowing me once they realize that you followed me for them. But like, please, whatever it takes, share me with friends who you think will like my crazy ass. But please help me get to 100K on Instagram. That's all I want for my birthday. Okay, guys. That is it for us. Have a great rest of your week. Until next Thursday, bye, girl, bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.